Welcome to the House of Lee podcast. Take a load off, learn a thing or two, have a chuckle, you know, if you want. Hi, I'm Lee. Thank you for stopping by. Joining us today is Maggie Apple Schumacher, an indoor cycling instructor. Her certification is actually as a spinning instructor. Uh, just so you know, I learned uh, just a little bit ago today that spinning is actually a trademark name from Mad Dog Athletics. It says on its website that it created spinning classes uh, in the early 90s. And the American Council on Exercise has approved those classes as meeting their industry standards. So it's great to have you on the show, Maggie. Welcome. Hi, thank you. So the reason Maggie is here today is because I thought it would be really fun to talk about the basics of spinning slash indoor cycling. And some of you may know that I have a bicycle coaching business and I prefer to ride outside. And I thought it would be great to ask Maggie about the first visit to a cycling class. So let's begin. What what do people who have never been spinning or indoor cycling need to know? Sure. Basically, indoor cycling is a very simple concept. It's indoors at a gym or in a boutique studio that offers cycling classes and they have stationary bicycles. And on those stationary bikes, you basically clip into the bike and ride to the beat of the music or to a certain coaching that exists depending on the different instructors that teach the class. And it's usually a 45 minute or 60 minute session that gives you a really good dynamic workout. Nice. Some of the things that come to my mind are, one, do you need the shoes? It depends on the studio. So some studios offer complimentary cycling shoes. Some of them have them for rent. Or in some cases, there are cages on the bike where you can insert your sneaker so you don't need a clip-in shoe. And what exactly is a cage? Sure. So cages are the kind of like a dog muzzle. (laughs) That allows you to put your sneaker into the bike and then it secures your foot. Are they metal or? The clips themselves are metal, but the cages are usually cloth and then they just have a strap that kind of pulls it down. So do they have to change out the pedals or is it just one side is clip on or clips and then the other side is the cloth cage? Exactly. Okay. Yep. Great. So we should call the studio to find out whether we need the shoes. And then can you rent them or do you have to buy them? You can rent them or you can purchase your own shoes if you would like to do that. And if we purchase shoes, what kind of clip system do we need to look for? So there are two different types of clips uh, for an indoor cycling bike, stationary bike. They have either an SPD clip or a Delta clip. You would have to ask the studio specifically what kind of bike they have and what kinds of clips that they use on their shoes. Um, But typically bikes also have both options available. So depending on what shoe you have, usually it'll fit. Wow, that sounds like a lot of stuff I have to ask before I actually walk in the door. Not necessarily, because usually a fully outfitted studio will have all of these things for you already. So you can just sign up for your first class. And if complimentary shoes are included, you wouldn't have to worry about it. You just have to remember your shoe size. (laughs) Okay. And they they clean them that, you know, I'm a bit of a germaphobe. I don't know if I'd want to wear rental shoes. It's kind of like bowling, you know, ever go bowling? I mean, it's exactly like bowling. (laughs) 
<laughs> but they do clean I mean they do clean the shoes at the studio. Don't forget your socks. I would recommend. Good one. Yes. And so most studios that I've noticed online, you have to sign up electronically like online. At your studio, can you just walk in or is it really just recommended to make a reservation? Um, If it's your first time checking out a studio, I would definitely recommend going online and checking the rates and making sure it's in your budget for trying a studio. Different studios offer different rates for cycling classes. What What is the range for a cycling class? In New York City, you can spend anywhere from 15 to $40 on a cycling class, depending on the studio. Let's talk about gear, clothing. What what, what should I wear? Is my butt going to get sore? <laughs> yes. If you've never <laughs> sat on a stationary bike for more than, you know, 30, 45 minutes, you will definitely feel it the next day. As far as clothing, I would suggest just buying regular athletic gear, you know, something dry fit since you'll sweat a lot in a cardio class mm-hmm. is recommended. But yeah, just no baggy clothing. Do you ever use um, chamois cream? I don't know what that is, Lee. <laughs> That's affectionately known as butt cream, like for chafing. Do I need that? No. <laughs> I think you'll be just fine. Okay, because if you're going to do a long ride, you definitely want to consider that. All right, so, uh, and then you take a seat. You can adjust the saddle. You can. The instructor and other members of the studio will help you adjust your bike to your height so that you'll be ready before your first ride. So really, I should show up early. How, how much time should I allot, you think? I would say 10 minutes before the start of the class would be enough time. Okay. So I was doing some online research with air quotes because online research isn't always research, but I found some really good nuggets. So the first thing is, what is this calling out numbers business? What what is that? So in a cycling class, typically the bike will have a tech pack, which is a... Gosh, what is that? Which is a system on the front of the bike that tracks the RPMs and the time. And in some cases, it'll also track the resistance on the bike. So you will have the opportunity to move your resistance up and down, depending on how difficult you want your ride to be. And so numbers associated with that will be recommended by the instructor when they are explaining the different intervals in the class. So RPMs means revolutions per minute. Uh, For those of you out there who are like, what is that? Uh, And then I want to know, and it goes for motorcycling too, and anything with an engine. And in this case, you're the engine (laughs) slash motor. So I'm in the cycling class and I'm pedaling along. When does this calling out numbers thing happen? The instructor is at the front of the class giving you directions for the entire class. So you will be aware of all of the different changes and pace and resistance throughout the class. Can you give me an example? Like pretend we're in class. Here I am. I'm cycling along. Call something out so I can be prepared. Sure. So you'll basically start with moving your feet and pedaling to the beat of the music and then the instructor would call out the reps per minute saying that you should be at 90 to 100 rpms on your bike for this song got it okay so uh, you said pedal to the beat of the music can i select a class based on the beat no (laughs) 
do I sign up for like slow class? How does that work? I, I don't, I, you know, the image that I have is of people who are obsessed with burning fat and, and, and burning like 600 calories for a beginner that might seem intimidating. Yeah, absolutely. So it can be intimidating when you're going to a studio for the first time. But the beauty about indoor cycling specifically is that it is an individual sport. So although you're cycling with, you know, anywhere from 20 to 50 people in a room, you are still responsible for your own speed and your own challenge on the bike. Meaning that even if the RPMs are 100 RPMs for an entire song, you don't have to ride at that speed. You can ride whatever's best for you. And is 92 to 100 RPMs, is that fast? Um, it's pretty fast. <laughs> like, in other words, if I were taking a stroll on my bike outside, that would not be 92. You would probably be going anywhere from 50 to 70 RPMs. Oh, so it's almost like twice the speed. Well, it depends. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just Depends get- on your resistance also. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just to give people an idea out there of what we're talking about. It's a lot of fun. Okay. What's fun about it? What's fun about it? Oh, it's like a party on the bike. Tell me, like, uh, walk us through, show us with detail. How is it a party on the bike? So it's 45 minutes of an indoor cycling experience where you're with you know, 20 to 50 other people in their room listening to your instructor's favorite music and following directions. And the indoor cycling experience includes seated bicycling as well as going up in the saddle so you can reach different positions in the saddle, which provide a different workout experience. And all of that is anywhere from listening to Michael Jackson tunes to Beyonce tunes to your favorite rappers or rockers or anything that you want to listen to. You can also ask your instructor if they would play something and um, if that gets you motivated to cycle more. I'm sure instructors would be happy to um, change their classes for certain participants. So are you kind of like a DJ while you're up there as the instructor as well? Music is a really big part of the class, yes. So you do, in a typical class, do instructors take requests or do they have, like, do you have your set playlist or? Yeah, I have a set playlist for every single class, but I would definitely encourage people if they wanted to to ask for a specific music request, I would be happy to do that for another class. Sure. So what songs are on your playlist in the class? I play a lot of different types of music, but I mostly enjoy Michael Jackson tunes, some popular songs that are on the radio, anywhere from Ed Sheeran to Justin Timberlake. Bringing back oldies is also a big part of my playlist. When you say oldies, how far back are you going? The 90s? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I feel like a grandmother. So uh, what song from the 90s? (laughs) It's always fun to play a good Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera track. I would also consider those oldies. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so are there different types of classes within the spinning and indoor cycling realm? There are. So at the studio that I work 
at specifically, there are two types of cycling classes. We offer a rhythm cycle class, which is riding to the beat of the music for 45 minutes. And then there's also a sculpt cycle class, which includes hand weights that are used for parts of the class. As you're sitting on the bike, you would be using your upper body as well. So you're pedaling and lifting. Correct. Do people ever fall off? Are they are there some uncoordinated people in the room? That's the magic of being connected to the bike if you're wearing spin shoes. <laughs> or in the cage, right? Right. The cages. Exactly. <laughs> but have you ever have you ever seen anybody fall off or lose their balance while they're doing the weights thing? I have not, no. But have you heard stories? Come yes. on, tell us. Yes. <laughs> you are there's definitely been stories of people fainting on the bike. <gasps> Falling off the bike. Um, Well, fainting would probably be more because of dehydration or overexertion. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. You definitely have to be careful when you're taking a cycling class that you have enough water on hand and that you've been properly fueling your body throughout the day in preparation for the class. Tell us about how to hold the handlebars. I read online about the grip. What does all that mean? Sure. So there are three different grips on the bike that people are usually um, using during a cycling class. And that is first position, second position, and third position. Those positions are on the handlebar that looks like a U shape Mm -hmm. with your arms either at the top of the U or the base of the U. And it's important to remember that you should always have light fingers on the handlebars because your main work is happening in your legs and you don't want to emphasize too much on the hands. Why do you ask people to have light fingers? When you have light hands on the handlebars and your shoulders are rolled back, you can focus on sitting properly on the bike that'll help protect your lower back as well. And does it matter where your head or your eyes are? It's important to look up, (laughs) as it is with all things. Sure, sure. So on the bikes, are there gears or is it one speed? How does that work? Depending on the type of bike that you're riding, usually the resistance knob will be in between your legs. So right at the base of the handlebar. And it's it's a standard knob, so you can turn it to the right to increase resistance, turn it to the left to take off the resistance. Your instructor will basically encourage you to move your resistance knob to the right for heavier songs or to the left for lighter songs, and that'll be paired with the RPMs on the bike. Gotcha. Are there brakes on these bikes? There are. Really? Well, there is a brake on the resistance knob. If you push it all the way down, the entire bike will stop. Gotcha. So it is pretty safe. Okay, so let's move on to specific commands in the class. What are some things that we would hear you yell out and what do we need to know or do? Sure. So typical things that I would say in class are moving up into third position, riding for 30 seconds, counting down those seconds, saying positive, motivating things during the class to help people to continue to ride. And as an instructor, do you show at the beginning of the class what those positions are? Or is there an assumption when people come in? Like third position, what am I, is my butt in the air? What is that? Yeah. So at the beginning of the class, we will go through each position and we'll explain it to new students. And then during the class, the instructor is usually on the bike demonstrating that as well so that you'll see what the position is. Gotcha. And what do you love about indoor cycling? I think it's a really dynamic cardio workout. It provides 
an opportunity to just be in a class focused on yourself, on the bike, on the music, and allows you to really just focus on what you're exercising at that moment and nothing else. Were you hooked the first time you took a class? No. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about that. I did not like my first class. (laughs) Why? Because it was really hard. And I realized that I was really out of shape. (laughs) But after I started taking cycling more and realized that it was actually a fun, dynamic workout, I became more interested in making it a part of my regular workout routine. And that has been a great change. What made you say, oh, well, that was hard and this was awful, but I'm going to try it again? I think what had me going back was really the fun, engaging atmosphere that cycling provides. And it allows you to, like I said, work as hard as you want and also still have the energy of other people in the room and listen to good music and feel like you're accomplishing something. So it was also what you said earlier about it being a party. It is a party. (laughs) Do you get treats afterward? Is there cake? No. (laughs) There's a protein shake if you want one. (laughs) That's funny. So for someone who has never taken a cycling class before, how sore do you think that person's going to be the next day? They might be pretty sore. (laughs) Do you have any recommendations for the day after? It's really important to stretch right after the cycling class, and that is incorporated into the class. So usually the last minute or two of the class will be dedicated to stretching and cooling down your body. That part is maybe the most important part of the class itself, just because you've been moving a lot of muscles that you may not have been using a lot. And so it's important to make sure you stretch those out. Is the room really hot and sweaty and smelly at the end? No. (laughs) She's just saying that. Certification, if someone loves it and wants to be an instructor, how does one go about doing that? Sure. It's actually really easy. So Mad Dog Athletics is a company that offers cycling certification, spinning certification specifically, and they are located in New York City, or at least they offer classes here that you can take. And it's a day long training process that you can sign up for online. And then once you've completed the day long training, you will take an online assessment of the mechanics of the bike, the intervals of the bike and the different aspects of cycling that you've learned during your training and in the manuals. And then if you've passed that assessment, you are free to spin. Okay, so you take the one-day workshop, and then you take a test Mm -hmm. after you study the material, and you pass, and then boom, you're an instructor? You are a certified instructor. You just have to find a studio that will hire you. How hard is that? It's a process. It depends where you live, I think, and what type of experience you're looking for. So there are many, many boutique cycling studios in the city that are very competitive and have very, very well-trained instructors that have been doing this for a long time. If you're looking to start your career as an indoor cycling instructor, uh, looking at bigger gyms with a lot of different types of classes may be a better option to begin with. So a 24-hour fitness or a crunch or a New York sport club that's located all over the city with a lot of different classes. So please share with everyone the information about your class. Where do we go to find you? Sure. So I teach at a studio called Simply Fit Astoria. It's located in Astoria on Astoria Boulevard. And the studio offers rhythm cycle and sculpt cycle classes. I teach every Sunday at nine o'clock in the morning for 45 minutes rhythm cycle class. 
What is the range and cost for the classes you teach? Classes will start anywhere from $20 to $25 for a drop-in class. The classes are also available on ClassPass if you subscribe to that membership. And you also have the opportunity to look into other cycling classes all over the city. So how do we find Simply Fit Astoria on, say, Instagram? On Instagram, Simply Fit Astoria is at SF Astoria, and you will find a lot of information about class offerings and deals and promotions on their Instagram page. In addition to what Maggie said, I also learned that there are many offerings for indoor cycling instructor certifications. You've got to figure out which program is right for you because most outfits that offer these certifications are for profit. I had a hard time finding a not-for-profit cycling association out there. However, I did find that some indoor cycling certification programs were approved by the American Council on Exercise. So check out their website. I'll put that information in the show notes. Please visit WLEFM.com. Another tidbit I came across is that the American College of Sports Medicine recently issued a survey this year on fitness trends. And two items that are trending happen to include group training classes and certified fitness professionals. In fact, there are certifications with the ACSM for people who want to become group training instructors. It's more of a general certification from my understanding. Again, you'll need to do your own research to confirm what it is that you want and what you need to know. So that wraps up this episode. The House of Lee NYC can be found at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Cast, your favorite podcast app. Please subscribe. And if you have a moment, please, please write a review so I can stay in the directory. So thank you so much. Stay tuned and I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.